I'm Greg Odin, and this is Buckets and Breakdowns brought to you by Ball is Life. Everyone, here we go. I'm Coach Thomas Scott, and if you're listening or watching this podcast, it means one thing. You want to learn how to get buckets from the best in the world. This is the Hoopers Podcast. This is Buckets and Breakdowns. Um, you know, I just wanted to wrap with you. Obviously, this is Buckets and Breakdowns. You're one of the first bigs we've had, centers, centaurs that we've had uh, on the show, man. And, I, you know, I just wanted to talk to you because first I wanted to know, when did you realize you can get buckets? Uh, I don't even call what I used to do getting buckets. I just wanted to just try to dunk on somebody's head and kick them and then keep it moving. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, I always play with great point guards that put me in great spots. So uh, I'll say sophomore year in high school, my high school coach said I'm running suicides if I don't shoot over 15 shots a game. So mm. I guess that's when my average started going up. So, okay, you was, they wanted you to dunk. Okay, so when was your first dunk? Do you remember your first dunk? Like, my first dunk was uh, summer after the seventh grade. Damn. No, summer before seventh grade. Okay. Yeah. When they saw and, that, uh, I was I was like six 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 seven that summer, and uh, somebody was just like, "Hey, you ever dunk?" I was like, "Dang, I'm already up there. I ain't never tried." And <laughs> once I got that first one in the game, I never stopped. Yeah, and I know that got people's attention. So how were you able to deal with that at a young age? Obviously, you know, when you're able to dunk and be athletic and you got size and you're able to do things the way you're able to do, how were you able to deal with just uh, being recruited and the attention that came with your, your style of play? Honestly, man, it wasn't as crazy as a lot of people think it was. Uh, I mean, I had great people in my life, uh, the Conleys were always there. They helped me out through every step of the way. So Mike Conley Sr. definitely shielded us from a lot of the craziness that a lot of these other kids go through. Um, so, like, recruiting for me seemed pretty simple. You know, when I saw a coach in the gym, I say hi. I recognize him at a camp. I come say hi. just keep the conversation going. I wasn't big on, you know, talking to people on the phone that I really don't know. So it was conversations every now and then, but it wasn't a lot. You know, I didn't need to text somebody every day um so recruiting to me was pretty easy when i decided i felt comfortable to go somewhere because i always wanted to go to college um i made that decision you know and i also think things were a little easier for me because i was the first year that you had to go to college so i think a lot of colleges uh, who might have recruited me thought that i was going to go to the nba anyways before that rule came into play mm. Yeah, I remember those days, man. You were making a lot of noise in Indy. Um, I spent a little time there. My pops played for the Pacers. Do you remember those days, the Reggie Miller days? You know, in, Indianapolis is a, is a basketball city, basketball town. They love the Hoosiers. They love the Pacers, man. Like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, what, what was that like for you seeing the Pacers making their runs back in those days? I was a fan. You know, uh, we used to play with Isaiah Thomas's son. He was on our AAU team as well. So, oh, word. Getting to know a, little, a couple of the Pacers. And, you know, some of those guys used to come to our high school games. 
I'm just, you know, throwing a little shot. I'm just saying, but you know, who, who used to come to the games? Who came? Who popped up? Man, I think uh, Ron Artest and Jermaine O'Neal saw a couple of high school games before. I think Stephen Jackson might have came to one. Um, yeah, you know, just a couple of guys. Did you ever get a chance to hoop against any of those guys? Um, just like in the summers, or just pickups, anything like that? I did not actually. Um, mm. But <laughs> this is a funny story. This is one reason why I always said I wanted to go to college and not straight to the NBA. Because when I played in the state championship, the center that I played against was like 6-6. And I played them in the state championship two years in a row. And imagine playing him in the state championship and then three, four months later, you going against Dwight Howard. That's mm. just not going to add up. You know? <laughs> Nothing is going to prepare you for that that quickly. And so I used to say, I'm going to need that little barrier because Dwight is a monster down there. And I got to get ready for that. So you mentioned you played with Mike Conley and Mike Conley Sr. He Was he like you guys' coach coming up? How long did you guys – when you guys first started playing and how did you guys develop your chemistry? Uh, we started playing together in the sixth grade. And um, we went to middle school together. Then we went to high school together and obviously college together and then went to the league in the same year. But honestly, I want to say it was all Mike. Look, I was just big and I had my hands up and he put me in the right spots to score. You know, mm -hmm. that chemistry, you know, you see what he's doing out there in Utah now, what he did for a long time in Memphis. I mean, he's just a great point guard and just a great player. And he knows how to put all of his teammates in the right spot to be the best that they can possibly be. And he has the record to show it wherever he's been. Yeah, you know, and you see that a lot with uh, Rudy Gobert, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I could tell that chemistry is probably very similar when you guys played together. Obviously, I remember college, you guys were doing your thing as well. But I want to talk about, like, your uh, your high school team, man. You had – who were some of the guys that you played with in high school? Uh, so one of the guys is Brandon McPherson. Um, mm -hmm. Another guy – um, Stephen Rout was on the older team. Chas Spicer was on the older team. Joe Ash. These are the guys that were like, you know, juniors when we were freshmen um, and seniors. And those were the guys that kind of put us under their wing. You know, the Tyler Morrises played overseas for a long time. The Warren Wallaces, you know, these guys. But, I mean, obviously Mike was the best player on that team. And I helped a little bit, so... But, you know, we got three state championships out of four years, so it's all right. So I got a funny story. I got a chance to rap with uh, Michael Beasley, and he talked about when you guys played against each other in high school. Uh, do you recall the, the, that game at all? What about that game? I'm pretty sure we won. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> he said that you you blocked a floater. Like, I think one barely got through, and the next one, you just swatted a floater away. You know how hard it is? I, I mean, I'm not a big, but just as a guard, we, we practiced getting that floater off, and you you got your hands on a floater? Bro, talk about your timing, bro. Like, I was just saying, I was always taught as a shot blocker to get the ball at the top, you know? I'm going to meet you at the rim, and, you know, I'm going to get the ball at the highest point. That was just something I always learned as a shot blocker. I'm not trying to go to your body. I'm not trying to foul you, so I'm just going to go straight up. 
and go as high as I can and, and get the ball there away from you. Um, and also, you know, don't swat it out of bounds. I'm going to try to keep that thing in play and get start a fast break. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, dude, I took a charge in the All-Star, in the McDonald's All-Star game. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you took a charge in the All-Star game? I'm I said, big men don't take charges. <laughs> hey, man, dude, I was right there. I, I know where my feet at. Just go ahead and fall. You're going to get that most of the time. So no, you, I, played, you, you played in the McDonald's All-Star game, man. Who, who are some of the guys that you went up against and who were on your team and how was that experience like? Man, it was fun. Um, KD and Chase Budinger got the MVP that year. Um, but, you know, Mike and Daquan was there. Um, ah, Gerald Henderson, uh, he was big time mm-hmm. that year. The Lopez twins was out there. I mean, it was a bunch of guys, man. It, it was it was definitely a good time, a good year in 06. So uh, how was it, you know, you, you playing with your boy Mike, middle school, mm-hmm. high school, you go all the way to college, like, that whole chemistry, man, like, how was that, man, just playing with your bro, going through each level of your games together? I mean, we grew up together, um, to really say that. Um, but Mike is a good person, so he let me watch TV because I'm not a big gamer. So, you know, he would play his video games and have his time, and I watch my TV when it's my time. So we kind of complimented each other in that way. And, you know, I'm quiet. I don't, I don't really talk a lot to a lot of people. So, you know, we was always good with each other. Just kept to ourselves and had no problems. That's what, so y'all were roommates and everything. That's dope. That's dope. Basically from sixth grade up till we both got in the league, me and Mike was roommates. That's dope. So along the way, was there anybody that you uh, tried to pull from on their games, different moves or – like just uh, somebody that you identified with in the league before you got there? Uh, David Robinson was my favorite player, is my favorite player. He's always been the guy I looked up to. You know, Hakeem Olajuwon is always somebody I looked at. And Shaq, you know, somebody who's just going to dominate always, you know, stop me. You know, I'm going to the rim. You got to stop me first. So, uh, you know, a lot of guys like that. Um, that I really took from. But David Robinson was definitely, you know, back when my knees felt good, I used to be able to run up and down and jump out the gym, you know. So uh, that was the guy that I kind of tailored my game after. But, you know, now it's a different story. I'm I'm just happy to be able to get out there and just play a game and not be injured. (laughs) (laughs) I know. We appreciate seeing you. Um, You know, I want to talk about the big three because, you know, that's where we got a chance to vibe and meet and everything. but was there anybody that you admired, you know, that you had to go up against for the first time? And, like, one where you're like, okay, I'm in the league, but, like, oh, snap, I held my own, or, dang, I got to work on something, or I'm going to be all right. Who was that person, man? Uh, Shaq, man, I, I couldn't see around him. <laughs> I, I literally could not see around him. So when he got the ball, I'm still looking to see if they passed it yet. Next thing I know, he dunking on my head. I was like, damn. <laughs> Shaq, Yao Ming, you know, you couldn't move him. And he was just so big and turn around and hit you with a a, a two-foot floater or two-foot fadeaway jump shot in your face, and you couldn't block it or get him away. 
Um, he was definitely, and then Tim Duncan, uh, Tim Duncan, going up against Tim Duncan was definitely just like, that's that's him right there. Like, that's Tim Duncan. He ain't saying nothing, but he got like 26 on me. Like, what's going on? <laughs> the, the all bank shots, mid post, yes, right <laughs> shoulder, all that. Yes, sir. <laughs> was there anybody along the way, uh, player-wise, vet-wise, that kind of, you know, brought you under their wing and try to show you the way or give you any kind of, you know, pointers to help you uh, through being a rookie and your just to advance you in your career? Yeah, you know, we had a, a lot of guys. The Steve Blakes of the world was uh, one of my vets. Uh, Joel Prisbilla, you know, those guys definitely tried to help me out. But, you know, our, our big core when we got to Portland was all young. You know, Brandon Roy and Marcus Aldridge was drafted the year before me. Um, mm -hmm. And so that was kind of the core coming up. But definitely they brought the Marcus Canby's in. They brought um, – Excuse me. So it was Marcus Canby, Andre Miller was somebody mm -hmm. that I really gravitated to out there on the court. Just, you know, getting used to the point guards, uh, understanding what they want to be able to figure out the game. And then also the coaches was always big. You know, Maurice Lucas, my rookie year, was somebody who really took me under his wing. May he rest in peace. He brought me over there on holidays, you know, being so far away from my family. He really wanted to help me get comfortable and get used to this life, knowing that I was struggling and injured at the time. So I wasn't really around the team for a lot of stuff. Hmm. So you, you mentioned LaMarcus Aldridge. You know, he recently retired, man. Um, and, and then Brandon Roy was one of my favorite players. What are your memories man. playing with those guys, man? Because I, I love B-Roy. I mean, he was another guy. I wish I could have saw more. I wish we could get him in the big three. But I also like what he was able to do off the court to impact lives with some of the kids he's been coaching. But, but what was that like playing with with uh, B-Roy and uh, LaMarcus? Man, it was amazing. Uh, it was some of the best basketball that I've learned and saw. You know, Brandon Roy was just do stuff that you still didn't believe it until you saw you know, the replay because it was just so natural to him. That's basically why his nickname in Portland was the natural because mm. he would do all these crazy things. And it was just so easy and just normal to him. And then playing with LaMarcus, you know, I got to see LaMarcus figure out and go through all of these guys. All You know, we were coming in where it was time where a lot of power forwards were still, you know, dominating the KGs, the Tim Duncans, you know. And LaMarcus had to figure out his way through all these guys to basically make himself to the point, you know, for a good, you know, four or five years, he was the best power forward in the league, you know. Mm -hmm. and, um, just to be able to play with him and still trying to figure, you know, that big man's game out together uh, for the little bit of time I was on the court, I, I enjoyed every minute of it. But believe me, you know, when I saw him turn into what he really became, it, I was his number one fan watching Marcus dominate like that. Mm -hmm. So with a B Roy, man, you know, he was clutch, man. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. You got any any moments, any key moments uh, of B Roy when he was he showed his clutch ability? I mean, one of my first games that I went to, I was still on crutches, was um, Portland against Houston. Um, when B-Roy hit, like, uh, he hit a game winner, Yao hit a game winner. 
Then B had to come back and hit another game winner, which was like the 40-foot heave close to the half-court line with like 0.7 seconds left. Like watching (laughs) that and like feeling the arena like go crazy, it made me really excited to be a part of the Trailblazers, you know, and just kind of, you know, lifted my head up like this is going to be fun. Yeah, man, you know, for those that haven't been to a Portland game or you watch, you hear the fans, but, like, when you're there, like, the the, the Trailblazer mm-hmm. fans, they love their, their players. They love their team. They show so much love. Man, I don't think any crowd, like, goes harder than the Blazers for their team. Yes, sir. But, um, you know, shout out to them. Uh, so, man, like, we, we, we know you, you had gotten injured, right? How did mm-hmm. it happen, man? Um, you know, just my body had a lot going on with it. You know, I've had hip surgeries, a bunch of wrist surgeries, and I think just the hip surgeries from when I was a kid, just trying to figure out the anatomy once I got to the league and actually understanding my own body. It took a few surgeries and, you know, a lot of years before I actually figured out my own body. Um, So that's one thing I would like to say to a lot of these players, you know, male and female, you understand your body, what you're going through, you know, understand like, you know, if your hips feeling like this, but you've been doing this for years, you feel good. If somebody wants to correct it all the way at once, you know, that's not going to work. You know, you got to do what works for you. And um, I just think, you know, when I first came in the league, I really didn't understand my body. So, a lot of things kept happening over and over. And, you know, it happens. What can I say? Man, but, you know, things happen to players. And, you know, I understand. But that mental aspect of, of staying strong, staying tough, and, you know, wanting to bounce back, um, you know, can you share, like, just a little bit of what it takes to just bounce back in that uh, uh, regard, man? Well, you know, I'm a fan of basketball, so when I'm not playing, I'm always watching, you know, I'm I'm always thinking about basketball. So uh, the mental aspect, for one, you know, I felt like I needed to prove to the imaginary person that I can come out and I can play. So that was always, you know, the drive that I had to get back out there and, you know, actually show everybody I was worthy of this number one pick. And then it just became, you know, I'm not trying to prove it to nobody else, but just prove it to myself, you know, that I can get myself back, get myself healthy, you know, get up and down. And that was just where my mental was. And it got me there to play, you know, in Miami for a year. And now I'm at a whole different state where I'm just enjoying the game, you know, for me to get the opportunity to play, especially against this type of talent in the big three, I'm just happy to be out there. I got a smile on my face. I don't even talk trash. I might be out there screaming at somebody, talking to the rest. (laughs) And uh, it's all because, you know, my mental is I'm happy to enjoy this day. I'm happy to play the game that I love. I'm happy that my daughter sees me every day, gives me a kiss, and my wife loves me. My mother loves me. That's where my drive is now, you know, Mm -hmm. just coming out be the best person I can be and spread light and love into this world. That's what drives me every day now. And I don't care if that's playing basketball, if that's just me taking a walk outside, talking to young kids, talking to anybody I can. I just want to be that person that 
spreads a little bit of love and positivity in this world. And we appreciate you, man. And I love seeing you at the big three, man. The past couple of years you've been played, you know, it's, it's been awesome. You know, you know, just seeing you back on the floor, going up against an Amari Stoudemire. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I see the flashes, the fans still see it and we love it, you know, to those 50 points. Uh, you know, you kind of shed light on your experience at the big three. Like how much fun is it being a part of that league uh, right now as you're in this space right now? Dude, I love it. Um, I tell everybody, it's like, if you missed that, that pro league, you played in the big three, I was like, oh, I feel special. Oh, y'all really treat me like this? Like, I thought I was just going to be something else, thrown to the side and go out there and play. But, no, I love the big three, man. Really from the fact that I get paid, I'm going to say that, number one. <laughs> uh, two, that, uh, I get to see some a lot of these guys that I grew up idolizing, grew up, you know, trying to – tailor some parts of my game after, you know, I grew up a fan of a lot of these guys and playing against a lot of these guys from, you know, childhood as well. So, um, you know, being around the big three just gives me so much happiness and I'm really thankful to Cube and everybody involved in the big three. And yeah, I'm going to give it my all. Hopefully we can get to the Bahamas. I mean, that's during my, my wedding anniversary. <laughs> It'll be nice to get a, uh, a paid vacation to the Bahamas for my wedding anniversary. So awesome! Yeah, you got hey, you got a good team, man. You got you know got to get it done week by week. It's kind of like a football schedule, absolutely. So people don't know. Maybe people have known that you've been working uh, and coaching and and developing. And I just wanted to put that out there because, man, if I got a big. I, I want to send them to Greg Oden. Like, if I'm a big, I'm, I'm coming to Greg, right? Like, you lived it, you 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 developed it, and you have so much insight and wisdom that you can share. Talk about, you know, what you're doing in terms of training, you know, and working with guys on skill development, because I, I want people to know that you're one of those guys. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I've – you know, I'm not officially on the team, but I have been working with bigs out here in Ohio, just um, trying to work on guys getting that footwork. And I know people like to say they're traditional big versus the new age big, but, you know, I'm a guy who was a traditional big, but I'm not just going to teach you just drop steps. You know, you have to learn how to play the pick and roll defensively, offensively. I'm not just going to, you know, straight offense all day, every day. I want to teach you how to think the game as a big. It's so many. You're the anchor. You know, you're, you're the backside of the defense. You got to learn how to talk when you're out there. You got to learn how to read plays to help out everybody else. So, you know, developing bigs, you know, I'm there to help offensively the old school bigs as well as you know getting these guys to shoot you know you don't got to kill your body every play you know get you a nice little touch get you a nice little mid-range game um but also being able to spread the floor but understand how to play under the basket as well you know it's just a lot of things that goes into being a big and you know I, i try to give some of that knowledge to a lot of these kids when i can and if somebody wants to you can reach out at ig at Daddy Love, that's Love L-U-V 2250. Hit me up in the DMs. I actually do train kids. So I'm out here in Columbus, Ohio. So 
Absolutely, man, because there's some bigs out there that need to get with you. Now, I see DeAndre Aiden out there. You know what I mean? He's more of a traditional big, and I think it's coming back. You know what I mean? And I love it. I miss seeing, you know, guys getting touches down low and just blocking shots, rebound, just everything that he does, Capella. Um, but, uh, you know, how is it you see, like, the game, you know, the bigs are a little bit more perimeter uh, into being more of a, a, a back to the basket guy like yourself, how, how do you see that? What what it, what comes to mind when you see bigs doing what they're doing? Uh, I see these guys are skilled, man. These guys are good. You know, I, I dominated my back to the basket. I never thought to come out, you know, and try to dominate the wing or push the break and be a dominant big like Jokic on all all parts of the game. And you know. People want to say they're out there on the wing, they're a little soft. I say, man, they're good. They are great basketball players, and they are seven feet tall. So don't play them like that, you know, because if they really wanted to, they can take you down and put the ball over their head, and you can't do nothing about it. So are um, <laughs> freaking amazing, honestly. Uh, guys that can shoot, guys that can go in there, like Joel and Jokic. And uh, DeMarcus Cousins, too, man. I know he's still coming off no. and working. Back, but Sack DeMarcus, though. Oh, man. Sack DeMarcus is the best big in the league, man, for a while. You know? Absolutely. Uh, big Cat over there in Minneapolis, you know? Mm-hmm. These guys are great, man. You know, uh, Vucevic in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I really like a lot of these bigs, man. They can do it all. And sometimes, you know, I hear Shaq say, yeah, shooting every once in a while is good, but go down there and you know, when, when a guard switches on to a big, you know, make them guards give you the ball sometimes. You know, you can, you got an advantage, too. It's not always just the guard with a big guard in him. You know, you got a little man on you. Take him down in your post. Get your easy two points or, you know, some free throws. So. Absolutely. You got to want it. Call for it. You know, I'll throw it down to Greg. If you was on my team, we they get a switch. I am throwing it to you every time. Just know that. And, uh, so, and if it happens twice and y'all don't give me the ball, then it's going to be a three-second call, and I'm going to walk down the court, and I'm going to be looking at you like, give me the ball. I <laughs> hey, see, that's, that's what they don't know. That's the game within the game for you guys, you know, listening to this podcast. That's the game within the game. Um, so I do a quick segment, and you being a big man, I'll throw this out to you. First, mm-hmm. uh, is is the most effective move? What do you uh, suggest, the sky hook or the fadeaway? Uh, well, the most effective by numbers is the sky hook. But I think a lot of guys gravitate to the fadeaway. It looks better. Um, it's a little sexier than the sky hook. And you know, a lot of people don't teach the sky hook. All right, next question is, who's brought the best out of you as a player? It could be anything, uh, teammate, family, <laughs> opponent, coach, trainer, whatever. Uh, I would say teammates and coach. I, I want to say at Ohio State, you know, every, you know, teammates, we all held each other accountable and the coaching staff. I, I feel like we was all going towards one goal. We felt, you know, one step short. But, you know, to every Adam, I think we all, you know, had to push each other from the coaching staff to all the players. Okay. One of my last uh, questions is, you know, uh, any advice to any any bigs or anything they should, you know, work on or any what what, what are some of the things that you feel like they should be working on? 
that the, every big man should have? Every big man should uh, have a go-to move in the counter. I'm old school, man. If you got a nice little drop step, you know, you got to have a counter to that drop step. I mean, you a lot of people don't talk about it. They work on so many moves, but get you one dominant move and then a secondary move that's almost as dominant, you know, mm-hmm. that's it's simple. You know, you don't have to do too much. You don't have to be all crazy. If I got a hook shot and you can't stop it, I'm not going to stop shooting my hook shot. And then if you stop it, I'm just going to go the opposite way. Maybe shoot that turnaround jumper fade away you just talked about or drop step the other way, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, for bigs, you know, have you a go-to move that, you know, you're never going to shoot 100%, but damn, have you one that's at least a 69% shot and then <laughs> something else after that, you know? so Absolutely. Well, Mr. Greg Odin, I want to say thank you for being on Buckets and Breakdowns, man. We really appreciate you. You know, give you your flowers. You know what I'm saying? We about uplifting our, our players and talent that we have inspired us and we've cheered for and enjoy watching. And, you know, continue to, to strive and, and help the next generation of bigs, man. I need everybody to get working with Greg, man. It don't have to be an Instagram trainer, man. You got a guy right here that's willing to work with you out in Columbus. Make the trip. So, uh, Greg, I, I do want to say this, though. I yeah. appreciate you, Thomas. I do want to say this because you asked me what I'm up to lately. Besides playing in the big three, I actually work for a company called Educore, and we teach financial literacy. So mm. that's a big thing. That's really a, a, what I'm passionate about. That is my day-to-day job is helping athletes and entertainers, you know, older to younger, just understand their money be more involved in their finances and so we can all make that money grow. Um, Yeah, that's uh, just something I wanted to say. And Thomas, I appreciate you. Thank you for having me, everybody involved. I'm Greg Oden. This was Buckets and Breakdowns brought to you by Ball is Life. Thank you guys for having me. Have a good one.